You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 68 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com, where if you don't know the tagline by now, you haven't been paying attention. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And Stat Guy Rye. What up? Sunday night here, uh, about to celebrate Labor Day in the morning. Glaber Day. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it hasn't been a great Glaber Day weekend. Well, it has Glaber's... For him. He's been coming around. But the Yankees coming off a three and four homestand against the Chicago White Sox and the Detroit Tigers, uh, as the former manager of the New York Yankees used to say, it's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want. Um, you so know. the re- the reinforcements have come. This is what people have been waiting for before we actually get into some game situations. Gary Sanchez came back yesterday. Looks really good. Hustling. Hustling Beat too. two balls out to first base that I'm telling you right now, never before would he have beaten out. Uh, swung the bat really well yesterday. Looked great behind the plate. Yeah, I mean they don't win that game if he doesn't block some of those no, balls. He I looked mean, great. He was really great in the set. Was the seventh inning? It's not going to pitch seven. But yeah, Saturday, but right? you know what? Above anything else, with the blocking the balls and how he looked at the plate, you know what I took away most from that? That when he stopped the game. Took his mound visit where he should have, talked to Tanaka, went over the plan, and they got the big out. And that's the first time in a long time I've seen Gary Sanchez take control over his pitcher. And I think a lot of that has to do with how many people would say he took too many mound visits, and then they pretty much instated this rule solely because I think this Gary is, Sanchez. I think it is the Gary Sanchez rule. I think they should just call the six mound visit yeah. rule the Gary Sanchez rule. Right. And I think that was in his head a lot of this year, thus far. But he took the time to go talk to Tanaka at the perfect moment, settle him down, go over the game plan. Tanaka executed, and he handled the situation really, really well. Tanaka said he felt that was uh, Sanchez's best caught game for him all year. That's he had, that's I, saying a lot. He Gary Sanchez, I mean, not that I, you know especially on this show we've been big Gary supporters that's one of the best defensive games I've seen Gary have in his career and he I mean he only had one chance to throw somebody out and you know Tanaka didn't really hold them on well so it wasn't really uh Gary really didn't have a it shot wasn't at his him. fault yeah but behind the plate with his pitch calling and uh, the way he called the game and just the way he got after it and those balls that that was one of his best games that yeah, i've those seen were nasty splitters in that seventh inning especially he was yeah and they were talking you know they said he lost like 15 pounds or so you don't really notice it too much like in his frame but if you look at his arms his arms are smaller and that's not necessarily saying he's weaker 
but as a catcher, he was he's a very bulky guy. See what people think when people hear that he lost 15 pounds because this narrative about him being fat and lazy, they think it's fat he lost. Gary Sanchez wasn't fat. No, he's more lean now. He leaned out. He lost. I would say he he to be more flexible and athletic behind the plate. That's he exactly probably why he cut did it. down on muscle. Yeah, that's why he did it. And that's not to say he's any weaker or anything like that. He he's going after a different regimen when it comes to weightlifting right now. Because to be a catcher and to be flexible the way you need to be, you can't be bulky as bulky no, you as can't, he was. You can't be Luke Voigt behind the plate. No, exactly. You got it. He he slimmed down in that sense. And you, if you really sit there and you say, "Oh, I didn't really notice it." Next time he's up, I'm telling you, just look at his arms, and you'll and you'll notice it right away. So Gary's back, which you know helps lengthen that lineup. And now uh, on Friday, was it Thursday night into Friday? Uh, yes. Andrew McCutcheon. Cutchy. The deal got completed. The Yankees acquired Andrew McCutcheon from the San Francisco Giants. So the outfield help is here. Uh, Cutchin's looking for his first Yankee hit, but he does have a couple hit by pitches under his belt. Came close today on two home runs. He flirted with two balls to the warning track. So overall thoughts on McCutcheon coming to the Yankees? Uh, I mean, the deal in itself, if you look at it, by itself, you're not going to jump for joy. I mean, it's not like McCutcheon is the same player he was just a few years ago. But when you take everything into consideration, I think it was a deal that needed to happen. And there's, it, It's as simple as that. I mean, we couldn't keep running Shane Robinson out there. Who's no longer with the organization. He got DFA'd yesterday. I mean, you hate to hate on a guy like that because... He's the next guy in line given the Yankees situation. And you know what? He went out there and he did his best. But as a team in a in a pennant race, you can't keep throwing Shane Robinson out there. Not with all these other injuries. So it was a deal that needed to happen. And in that sense, I thought it was a great, great job by Cashman to pick him up. I mean, he's he replaced Shane Robinson. You're replacing Shane Robinson with Andrew McCutcheon. Obviously, that's that is a big upgrade. Pretty good move. That's a big upgrade. Yeah, I mean, not to get too wishy-washy over uh, Shane Robinson, but I know we have a little fun with it too, but the hate that this guy got, he's what, the, the seventh string outfielder for this right. team? Right, I mean... And he got pressed into duty, and he had to play way more than even he in his wildest dreams could have expected. So the the kind of hate this guy got was should is really unfounded. Uh, and, it, and he really, I mean, was he good? No. But was he that bad? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, he was, you know, he I was disagree. That bad. I disagree. I think, yeah, he had some rough right, times he in like the outfield. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, I'm talking more of a sense of. He wasn't a great outfielder. No, either. but he, he did made one some, really, really nice made, play. He made a couple nice plays. Probably you know, shame. He, he really his worst, his worst moments were taking bad routes to the ball. But it's not just him. I mean, a lot of guys have, but. You know, no. Is he good? No. So this lineup looks a lot better when you you got... 143 he, he hit. I nailed it? Yeah, you Wow. Uh, this lineup looks a lot better now that you got McCutcheon and Gary Sanchez in it, as opposed to Kyle Higashioka and Shane Robinson. Right. Uh, Glaber Torres is starting to come around. Starting? Guy's well, friggin' on a tear over the last it, couple weeks. 
Uh, what did I say? Coming into last today, sixteen or seventeen games, he's hitting over four four twenty. Yeah, what was that stat? Was it twelve? Fourteen games. games. Fourteen games. This was before today's game. Uh, f- hitting four hundred with a five hundred on base percentage, four homers and eleven runs batted in. So, Glaber's definitely coming around today. I think he knocked in two more runs today. Yep. So base is loaded. That's good to see. I mean, the Yankees are a different team when Glaber Torres is swinging a hot bat. Miguel Andujar has come down a little bit, but he's still coming up with some big hits. Yep. Uh, the other thing, you know, Stanton's kind of gone cold here a little bit. Yeah. In his last seven games, he's hitting in, what, in the 100s? So. He's also clearly been pressing over that 300. He got it out of the way. You're hoping that come next series, he's kind of stepping back up. He has had a, a larger workload also over the last week. Um He's still nursing that, you know, pain in his hamstring. in his hamstring, and he's been playing a lot more in the field because the Yankees have been trying to not play Shane Robinson. not play Shane Robinson and put their best team out there. Look, I said it to you guys before we came on air. This, these last two series, there's no excuse to be three and four at home, but a but a full strength Yankees team this year does not go three and four on this on this homestand. And I think you're starting to see a mix of all these injuries and now the guys that have been playing in their place starting to to tire because of how many games they've been playing over and over. Today's only the second game that John Carl Stan didn't play this year. Third. They played in third. No, I thought it was second. I think it's the third. I'll look it up. Ryan, get that for us, please. I know this was his first game not starting since like May. He had played in eighty five consecutive games and he batted over two ninety in that stretch, so he's uh, I kind of. I still don't like that he didn't play today. No, I don't like that he didn't pinch hit today. I think he was going to pinch hit if Gardenhire made the move to putting a lefty. Yeah, really. With his sweatshirt still on, because I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They said they were waiting for. Uh, who did Higashioka come into? Yeah, the call because they pinch it. Didn't they pinch it for Roman? Yeah, they said if uh, if Higgy spot in the lineup came up, that's when. Um, Stanton was going to come up. Look, it would, th- today was a horribly managed game. There's no other way around it. Uh, I know a lot of people on Twitter are blaming Aaron Boone for it. How do you, how do you manage this game sitting in the owner's box? Hmm. I mean, he probably didn't have all the calls at his hand, but he probably went over his game plan. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame Boone though. It, it, you know, I'm gonna blame Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn was not good again. He gave up a lot of runs to a team that you shouldn't be giving up a lot of runs to. And I'm not going to go crazy over Lance Lynn, though. He's, a, he's the fifth starter on this team. My biggest issue is that this was the game Stanton wasn't going to play. And here's why. I understand he's played almost every game. Commendable. I understand he's nursing an injury. Commendable. But it's not like he's been out playing the field all these games. He still DHs. This was a game that would have swung this homestand at least a little bit in their favor. They didn't. They weren't uh, lacking in offense today. They scored seven runs. You should win with seven runs. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, absolutely. But here's another thing, and I maybe it was Bard coming out and saying a little more than Boone normally does, but. What Bard had to say was pretty telling today. 
and it gave me a little bit more of an insight on the Yankees' philosophy mid-game. I always complain that Boone doesn't do a good job, when, and it's really my only complaint with Boone, Boone doesn't do a good job when this team's losing by a few runs with the bullpen. It's like it's like a 5-2 game in the 7th, and he goes to A.J. Cole. And then next thing you know, it's 10-3. to 10-3. You know, and then, and then the game's out of hand. And that's kind of what happened today again. But Bard came out and said in the post game, I, I'm guessing you missed it. He said, if we were got it to within two runs, we were going to Chad Green. But because we didn't, we thought it was a good time, lower leverage. Why did that one run make such to, a difference to them? So what it did for me was it made me realize that. That's the game plan every day. Down you two, down two runs. Already. No, but I now I know the actual standards here. Now I know the, the game two plan. runs is the cutoff. Two runs is the cutoff. If they're down by two runs, they're going to high leverage relievers still. If they're down by more than two, that's the cutoff. That's when they're going to go to guys like AJ Cole or the loser who came in today and blew the game up. It was his first major league. I appearance. don't care. Let's not call him a loser. Just I don't yet. care. You're going to at least know what his name is before you call him a loser? Tipsley or, Tipsley or whatever. Yeah, good. You're another one of these idiots Tarpley. on Twitter. Stephen Tarpley. This was Stan's second game. Thank you. Start. I was right. Really? So, yes. Wow. Don't challenge so me. So do you guys stuff. think that since Sonny Gray pitched so well today that he takes uh, Lance Lynn's slot in the rotation next time? Possibility. Out? It is a possibility. Four and a third, right? One run? Just that Three uh, and two thirds or three and a third. Oh, you're talking about Sonny. Yeah, Sonny, I'm talking. Did Sonny pitch Sonny. four? I'm pretty sure he pitched four and a third, and the, and the only run he allowed was that. Yeah, you're right. Solo dang. They did, because uh, Tommy ah. Canely came in, yeah. finished the fourth, and then Sonny pitched four. I think mm-hmm. he just pitched four even. Four. And then. Uh, he was throwing pretty hard. Uh, his fastball well, was you know, 94. Another option the Yankees have is Jonathan Loisica Lo- mm-hmm. came up today, and yeah. today was his start. So if they worked him out in the bullpen and kept him on turn, he could take Lance Lynn's next spot. I just don't like the and idea. You know what? Uh, to before you finish your point there, the next time Lance Lynn would pitch would be in Seattle. So you know, road road game, Roadie. yeah, roadie road for Sonny. Yeah, road. I just don't like the idea of fully putting Sonny Gray back in this lineup. I like my philosophy on. You know, expanding the rotation when you can to give guys more time. Fine, you want to start Sonny Gray in Seattle. Fine, but I don't. I don't make him the fifth starter. Again you know what? In this we rotation. got. What do we got? Right, twenty five games left. At that point, why even like take that. him out? I mean, you know what you're going to get. You're probably going to get a couple good starts, putting him back in. And then he's going to come home and and pitch against. So you don't start him at home. That's my point then. Then you could be a little more flexible if you're not just putting him in this rotation every fifth day. You can be a little more flexible when it comes to when you're going to use him. Just say, hey, you know what? We like Sonny. Match, you know, Sonny's got a history pitching in Seattle, blah, blah, blah. You know, or Lance, use, you know, if he didn't pitch today, you could have used him in Oakland. 25? 25 left. Don't don't challenge me on my numbers today. <laughs> I've, been, I've been all over Twitter today schooling people with numbers today. 
Chris, what do you think's been going on with Lynn? Because he looks so sharp his first few starts for us, and now it just kind of looks like he can't put oh, hitters away. Fat. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. He's, he's fat. He's pitching Boy, you're now. Fat. <laughs> he's pitching now in in high leverage games where he's pitching for the New York Yankees. All eyes are on Lance Lynn. Isn't this guy pitching a World Series? Yeah. Okay. So but he's he was di- the, but the he's NLCS a MVP. No, no, no. He's a different pitcher now. First of all. And you asked me why now all of a sudden he looked good for a few days. Now all of a sudden, over his last four games, he's getting shelled. And I'll tell you why. All eyes are on Lance Lynn pitching for the New York Yankees. And tell me one thing that's been talked about over and over again that has exposed him completely. That he overuses his fastball? That's all he throws. It's not He doesn't overuse it. He throws yeah. it 90% of the time. Yeah, well, you know what? He's a younger version of Bartolo Colon. When does Bartolo Colon ever throw anything besides his fastball? But Bartolo Colon has pinpoint accuracy. Lance Lynn, if he's not going to locate that fastball, which he did very well the first few games, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying he hasn't done a good job of it, but what I'm what I'm telling you is that's that's what that is what's pounded into the heads of the opponents now. Yeah, that's it. Fastball. There's no there's no guesswork with Lance Lynn. You know what he's going to. So throw. doesn't that sound like his repertoire would then fit better maybe out of the bullpen? Well, that was the original plan. That fastball I mean, more that, effectively. Yeah, that was probably the, throw it a little harder. Even that's probably why they wanted him in the bullpen. But you know, you had to do what you had to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Moving Sonny Gray out there now to kind of counter my own point before Lancelin and Sonny Gray. That doesn't really make much sense. Both having them out of the bullpen right now. So maybe Sonny Gray is the move at that point. Look, the move to get Lance Lynn was a low-risk, high-reward one, and I think right. it's worked out mostly. Absolutely. Coming into today, I don't, I'm don't. i sure, I know his ERA obviously went up, but coming into today, he had a 3.980 ERA as a Yankee. Yeah. For your fifth starter, and to think of what he was replacing. <laughs> you, you had to give it a shot. You had to see what came of it. And now you now we said it. We said it when they got him, and after they put him in the rotation – you know, you, you ride it out until you can't anymore, and then you reevaluate the situation. Well, guess what? The Yankees are going back to the drawing board because they have to reevaluate this now. Is Lance Lynn our best option every five days in this rotation? Right now, you know, I don't think he is. I mean, I from what I saw consistently over the last, I think it's been four starts now, mm-hmm. um, you got to look for other options, but... That's that's going back to my point of why I just don't agree with Gray in a sense of, you know what you have with Sonny Gray. And now you know what you have with Lance Lynn. Let's maybe, like you said, let's go back to Loisega. Let's see. Let's see what he can do now that he's, you know, had the surgery again and come back. And, you know, let's go in that direction. Let's I don't want to lose games with Sonny Gray in the mouth anymore. What surgery did Jonathan Loisega have? Didn't he have uh, Tommy, John? Tommy John? Not this season. What did he have? They shut him down. He had some shoulder fatigue or something, but they didn't have surgery during the season. Not where he's been. No, he had his second Tommy John, though. When? Over the course of whenever. Yeah, but the way you were making it sound, it was no, like that, that's he's why he was... he- he's healthy again now. No, Let's but, give yeah. it a shot. Let's All see right, if, if you want to can... hear these numbers on Sonny Gray or not. Sure. Sonny Gray's ERA is, this is from Lindsay Adler, uh, uh, where does she write for? I'll give her proper credit. The Athletic. 
Um, Sonny Gray's ERA is below five for the first time since June 23rd. Uh, since he got demoted to the bullpen, uh, his ERA is 1.88, and that includes the start in Baltimore. Huh. Yeah. So I think today was a test. See how Sonny can handle Yankee Stadium. He looked all right. So now I think we'll find out in the next few days that he's going to be the situation, starter. Though. They're already losing, coming in the mop up. Uh, I don't really care much about that. To be honest, I I just think the fact that he only gave up one run over, you know, four innings or so at home was enough in he itself. He hasn't imploded as a reliever as he has mm. as a starter. The game we were at, he was pretty bad when he came in. Okay, that that was one outing. His ERA still again no, 1. he's 8, been better. As he's been better since he's been demoted. He's been better, but you know, going into this, when you took Sonny Gray out of this out of this rotation. As an organization, you had to say to yourself, are we going to allow him to work his way back into deserving a role? And if that answer is yes, then, then Sonny Gray's your guy because he does deserve it. He he has earned it back. I he, think that he was is always under the team plan. control. Too, yeah, so. but was it? I mean, uh, no, I, I was it the plan? I think the Yankees were fed up at that point. No, uh, yeah, they were fed up, but I think it was always in their minds to say, you know, what if this guy pitches out of the bullpen and shows us that maybe he can turn his season around? We'll give him another crack at it. And things. you also have to think that's of it, why he got the star in Baltimore. You have to think of it like this, though: Is Sunny has Sunny Gray's value been any higher as a as a Yankee than than it is right now? At least over this last year. They're going to look to trade him in the offseason, mm-hmm. I think. And do you want to throw him back into this rotation at the end of the year and risk him starting to get rocked again? And I've then... said this a hundred times, and I'll say it a hundred and first time. No matter what he does, as a starting pitcher, it will not affect his trade value at all because teams know what his situation is. Okay. That he's if just, he goes that out he's there, a low-market guy. If he goes out there and he pitches seven scoreless against Seattle and the Yankees are like, oh, well, let's throw him at home and he gives up ten in the first inning, it's not going to change anybody's opinion of Sonny Gray. Would he pitch against Seattle or would it probably would be against Oakland, right? No, and, no it would be against They play Seattle. Oakland next? It would be against they play Seattle. Oakland next, yeah. Oh, and then Seattle. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Tomorrow's at Oakland. Yes. What time is the game? Four o'clock. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. I was expecting a matinee. It is a matinee yeah, for them. Yeah, for them. I forgot they were going to Oakland, though. So I think Sonny will make the next two starts. His next two so starts. So what's your so. point? They're both on the road. About the time of the game. I just did, I wanted to know the time of the game tomorrow. You know, with this crazy schedule, it could have been a ten o'clock game for all we know. Yeah. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yankees got to go and take care of business in Oakland. I'll tell you that. They're did f- Oakland? Did Oakland win today? They're five up in a loss column. So they won today. So the, the Yankees were six. Oakland won again today, so now they're five. The Yankees have to go and take care of business because guess what? In the blink of an eye, in the how many games? Three games in Oakland? Yeah. In the blink of an eye, they can leave that shit stadium and be up only two in the loss. Yeah, so worst case scenario, they're still out of their top wildcard team. They're still what? They're still a top wild card team. Yeah. No matter how bad that series is. But that's a big swing. Okay. The Yankees can go and take care of business in Oakland and really put a nice gap between them and Oakland. A sweep doesn't end the season, though. No. But you got look at what happened uh, when they went to Boston. 
the division was at arm's length at that point. And now what? It was still six. Was it six games when they went up there? No, it was like four, three, and they lost four in a row. They were then they left seven out or eight out. So look what happened there. Same thing can happen in Oakland, where they can come at, come out of that series down two, and then and then there you go, triggering all Yankees Twitter to say how bad this team is. Oh man, great matchup tomorrow. <laughs> I'm guessing the Yankees on. went. Let me guess to, the pitcher for Oakland. The Yankees went Cahill. to Cahill. Yankees went to Boston four games out of the division. The swept left them eight games out. Okay, so four, so so four was uh, was just as bad as being eight. They could have they could have came home what two, three. Instead, they left eight, and now they're what back to eight. Seven. Boston lost. Today. Boston lost again today, huh? So they lost the series to uh, to the White Sox. It would appear that way. Right? Wow, that happens even to the best team in baseball. Yeah, I, I wonder so. if their fans White think Sox they are suck. Well, we we got them at the. Wrong I'll tell time. you what, man. I want to say this real quick about the White Sox. They are not as bad as their record shows. They have a lot of scrappy guys on that team, and if you want to say anything about them, their defense is impeccable. Their defense is phenomenal, and it really beat the Yankees. That defense beat the Yankees. A lot of teams don't make a lot of those plays, and the Yankees end up winning that series. Look, here's the difference between the White Sox and the Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles don't give a shit. They're not trying at all to win these games. The but, Tigers and the White Sox are being pushed by their man, and and maybe that is on Buck. Maybe he knows he's out the door and he doesn't care, but Renteria and... Uh, Garden Hire are there to rebuild those teams, and they're pushing these young guys to play hard. And they're not going into these stadiums against these teams and being patsies. And Renteria is a very good manager, and we all know the type of act Garden Hire is. He's not going to go in and let his players just throw in the towel either. So you're right. I mean, but it's, it still doesn't excuse. I didn't say it excused No, it, no, but- no. I'm not saying he did, but the way people are acting, like, oh, this is they're bad. Yeah, they're still these teams are playing hard. They're playing with a chip on their shoulders to prove something to their manager to say, hey, you know what? If you're fixing things here, we want to be a part of it. And you're the New York Yankees. Every team should want to beat you. Yeah, every team has a chip on their shoulder against the Yankees. I mean, whatever. They should have won these games. Bottom line. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like I said. I'm finally sitting here saying, look, this team's banged up, and you're really starting to feel it. You don't have Didi. You need Didi back. You know, you got Gary back. That's really nice. But they're going to be they're going to be slow with him too. You're not going to see them overuse Gary either. That's why DH today. Right. So, I believe Cashman said Didi will be back for the Seattle series. Yeah, they're not going to put He could have probably played tomorrow, but yeah. they're they're going to hold him back a few days. Yankees uh, did acquire Adini Echevarria. Adini Echevarria. You guys want to go to a diny after the pod? (laughs) (laughs) I wish uh, Shepard was still alive for him. A diny at Chavaria. (laughs) Now batting for the Yankees, the shortstop, number 26, a diny. Oh, what is he wearing? 29. Yeah, 26 is McCutcheon. Was Uh, McCutcheon 22? I was surprised he didn't maybe. uh, Yeah. Somebody has 22. Uh, (laughs) Haven't seen it on the field in a while, but someone definitely has it. So just to back up 
you know, some things I've been saying on Twitter, and maybe if uh, you don't read well, you hear better. Uh, the Yankees do beat bad teams. We say it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's one of these narratives that's been thrown around here that is... That's because people don't know how to isolate their statements. Uh, it's fake news, you know. It, it It is what it is. It's fake news. Everybody likes to throw that term around. The mm-hmm. Yankees beating... Yankees being bad against bad teams is fake news. Correct. After today... Even look, this is not saying the Yankees didn't have a bad week because they did. Going three and four against the Tigers and White Sox, no matter how hard those two teams are playing, is unacceptable. You got to go minimum five and two in that. You're stretch. gonna you're gonna read the stat, and I'm gonna be generic Yankee fan Twitter. Okay. All right. So I already prefaced that because I got called a homer over the week saying I never say anything bad about the Yankees. <laughs> it's not that I never say anything bad about the Yankees. I like to put a reasonable spin on things so maybe people can see things the way that they really are without just flying off the handle on twitter all the time all right so i preface this by saying that going three and four against the tigers and white Sox is unacceptable at home it wouldn't not that it would be okay on the road but it's really bad at home right and i'm still going to be generic yankee okay the Yankees are 53 and 26 against teams under 500 which if you break that down is a six uh, 71 winning percentage. Teams that win at a 671 clip win 109 games over the course of 162 games season. So tell me how the Yankees are not beating bad teams. This team is so much better this year. They have to be better than that record. And it's not just about overall. It's about the certain teams that they don't beat. That the Red Sox do beat. And that's why we're so many games out behind them. Okay. What's the record against the AL East? It's under 500, and that's unacceptable. Do you know somebody actually, when I tweeted that, wanted to know? He, this is what the reply was. Well, what's their record? And Boone sucks. And what's their record against teams severely under 500? <laughs> yeah, severely. <laughs> Holy shit, man. People just grasp for straws. People just don't know how to isolate their statements. And then and it somebody said to fucking me, "Fucking pisses me so, off." And somebody was like, "Well, it's more the record against the Orioles that that people." That's don't. exactly what I just did. Okay, the Yankees are ten and six against the Orioles. Should they be better against the Orioles? Yes, but their winning percentage against the Orioles is still well. Six. That's just because of the four game sweep in Baltimore this past okay. weekend. Well, you know what? They that's still- not good enough, though. If the Yankees' winning percentage extrapolates over a course of a season, uh, what they have against Baltimore, that's 102 wins, which coincidentally is what they're on pace to do this year. So again, what's your problem? It's just it's crazy. People just don't know how to isolate their statements. Meaning, you know, they look. You they had a if, bad if week. You dude. wanna if you wanna sit here and put out a tweet or whatever and say the Yankees didn't play well against two bad teams at home and it's unacceptable that this team hurt or not went three and four against two really bad teams that they should have beat up on and didn't take advantage of i would clap and applaud and say you are absolutely right but it's never just that they lose these two series and this fucking team never beats bad teams they're always being embarrassed by teams under 500 well, and then you throw numbers their way, and it's like this whole other argument they they start. And it's just like, holy shit, these people just, they just want to be negative. They want to be negative. 
I, I tweeted as a joke the other day when Boone finally uh, got ejected for everyone to, you know, be happy about now that he showed some some fire, which ended him up suspended today. We're uh, going to get into that in one minute. <laughs> but I, tw- I put out a tweet. This is, this is the mindset of the Yankees. They were down X amount of runs at that point. Boone gets fired up and tossed all season. Boone needs to get fired up and energize this team so they can come back and be energetic and win. Right? He gets tossed. I was waiting for them to come back for all of Yankees Twitter to be like, they only won because Boone was ejected and not making the calls. And uh, and now they were able to win. So maybe Boone should just stay in the clubhouse. Because you can never win with these people. It's always a negative spin. And believe it or not, that joke of a tweet, I saw it all over Twitter after that. I saw people replying to different tweets all over Twitter saying that the Yankees won because Boone was nowhere uh, to be found to manage the team. All right, so let's say the Yankees just went 500 against bad teams, which would you know, correlate with that argument that they don't beat bad teams. Right. Right. So that would give the Yankees 13 more losses on the year. And with 64 losses, this is where the Yankees would be in the standings, right? With 64 losses, the Yankees would be 20 games behind the Red Sox for first place, okay? And with 64 losses, the Yankees would be, um, let's see here, 64 losses, they would be eight games behind Oakland uh, for the top wild card and three games out for the second wild card. That's what right. it would look like if they didn't beat bad teams. That's a great point. They clearly do. They clearly do. And they brought it up today, and I've been saying it, you know, till I've been blue in the face this past week. This team is 14 games better than they were last year at this point. Look, I know all that matters is the postseason. But we're not there yet. So you can only evaluate this team thus far. It is a full picture judgment when you talk about baseball. You want to isolate certain stretches and they've been fine. But when you look at the big picture of a, of a full season, this team right now is 14 games better than they were last year. 14. That's all you you couldn't. Ask for more than that right now. How bad did you think the Yankees played in August? This past August? This past August. How bad did you think they played? I think they were like, what, six games over 500? Just answer the question. Do you think they had a good August or not? I thought they had a pretty, actually ended up having a pretty good August. But I know the mindset was The that perception they, was that they did not have a good right, August at all. Absolutely. So they probably went like uh, 10 and 20. Well, the whole thing is that they're fi- they're a 500 team now. So that they, means they finished that, August seventeen and thirteen, right? For a team that was as banged up as they were, they finished seventeen. And we're 13. not talking about injuries throughout a season like Judge went out here and then you know Gary's hurt here. We're talking about everything piling up over a an extended period of time. I don't care how deep your ball club is; no team can sustain the same amount of success with that many. Big players hurt at one time. No team. We've said it here a hundred times. You don't pull Gary, Didi, and Judge from a lineup and, and get the same production from it. You don't. It's impossible. And then the fact that they don't Gary know who Sanchez, the hell their first baseman is. I Andrew. Mean, Andrew. Well, I don't know why I always want to call him Andrew. Austin Romine is not Gary Sanchez. No. 
Shane Robinson sure as fuck is not Aaron Judge. No. And you're now you're telling now you're moving Glaber to short, so now you got a hold second, which is really where it is with Didi. And Walker and Torres is not Didi Gregorius. No. So what do you and then on top of that, some a couple of these games where Boone's had to manage the bullpen a little bit differently is because they don't have a role as Chapman. And they're clearly being very cautious with David Robertson. They don't want to overuse him right now. He's already had a cranky they, shoulder. They can't afford for him to c- come October for him to say, I'm not available right now. My shoulder's been acting up and I was overused in the last month of the season. Right. He missed the entire, he missed that four game stretch, the two games before and after that yeah. they were off and in the Miami series. And on top of that, you know, Britain's been so streaky. He, you know, when he goes out there and can't, and he can't find the plate. It becomes a nightmare. Look, I got a, I got a personal respect for Britain for what he did. I agree, me too. But on a, we don't have to get into that. But it was just something that he did personally that when we were at the stadium that day. So I got a deep personal respect for him. So I don't want to, you know, I feel a little bit bad taking a shot at him. But he's been awful since the trade. He really has been. Um, I'm, I'm not going to agree with you. You're not going to agree. No. I think that the Yankees knew what they were getting when they when they acquired him, and they're getting a guy coming off of, off of an injury and a guy who clearly has had trouble finding the plate. This has been his mo for the for the whole season since he's been back, and they knew they were getting that out of him. And you know now it's been tough. It you know the lights. Shining a little bit brighter on him now with Chapman out, and that's where I think your your term awful is coming. Oh, into he's play, got a four seventy ERA as a Yankee in fifteen and a third innings. He's allowed eight runs and seven walks. Uh, so yeah, he has not in fifteen hits. So he's averaging a hit an inning. On top of that, with his seven walks, he's been for a late inning guy that's supposed to come in and shut down to have a whip over one. That's that's awful to me. I'm sorry, it's awful. And it and it's. In itself, in those numbers in itself, yes, awful. But I'm kind of taking a step back and telling you I expected this from him right now. Well, I don't think that's they, what Brian It's not like he was his old self when they got him where he was this dominant reliever again. I knew this coming in that he was going to have trouble being now, maybe you, maybe you knew it, but I don't think the Yankees fully expected this. I know you hear Boone throwing around like, oh, we, we're still working him back, we're working him back, whatever the hell he says. But Brian Cashman didn't acquire him to be a middle-inning guy, a back-end, uh, you know, a guy used up in a mop-up situation. He brought him here to be a high leverage when the Yankees are winning, come in, shut the game down, get it to Batances, get it to... Chapman, that's what he brought him here to do, and to have that t- those types of numbers, that's that's not that's awful. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but it is. All right, I mean, yeah, the numbers aren't good. The numbers aren't good. They I'm- brought him into Chicago to close. What did he do? He blew the game, right? What about Friday night? Friday night, that I was in that place was fucking rocking Friday night. I was at the game Friday night. That place was going berserk. They come back, they hit those that barrage of home runs after uh Boone gets thrown out. And what does he do? He he gives up hits to the first three guys he comes in. He actually at that point didn't he himself didn't get get it out. They threw somebody out. They threw the guy out a third. So he immediately gives the 
lets the tying run score, uh, then the go-ahead run. So, I mean, come on. How many? And then that one game, I don't even remember who they were playing. He walked like nine guys in a row. It was the White Sox. That was, no, it wasn't against the White Sox. No. This was at home. I think it might have been against the Blue Jays. We no. just couldn't find the play. Yeah, you're right. Let's talk about Boone getting thrown out. How <laughs> Was that not one of the best ejections you've ever seen? Did you get to watch? You didn't watch I, it. I didn't see it live, but I watched the clip. It was. But the second he came great. out, I I said, I was like, wow, he's going to get suspended. He, he got tossed before he even got it out of the dugout. Well, you well, can't yeah. argue balls and strikes. He came out because he got tossed. And right. I said immediately he's going to get suspended. I had to watch the replay again just to make sure I was right. But when I watched the replay, I was more than right. I thought he just hit the umpire, you know, clipped him once, but he actually hit him a few times. Well, I think he, that's what the umpire was saying. He's like, that's se- that's twice now. That's the second time you touched me. Because uh, they touched Brims, the and then he, he pointed, and he, he says, hit him. that's contact. After he, after he went behind the plate to show him what the catcher was doing, or whatever he was, what he was doing there, he came back and he goes, you'll fucking see it yourself. No, and he I said, thought, you fucking suck at your job. That's what he said. Really? Yes. I thought he said, you that, can go see it yourself. No, he said, you fucking suck at your job. Really? Yes, there's a gif. There's a but gif, it looks what is it, like. A giffy or a jiffy? A gif. A gif. gif. There's a gif out there where you can plainly read his lips and I, says, you fucking suck at, at your first, job. But at first, I thought he said, you can go fucking kill yourself. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who we took this to the. Weren't we supposed uh, to do this last week? Earmuffs. Oh, yeah. sorry. And then he and then he said, I think he said, you should be you should be fucking embarrassed. He might have said that, but he didn't say you'll see it for yourself. He said you fucking suck at your job. That's what he said. Which guess what? He's, he's fairly accurate there. I had a choice of sitting. Twenty-eight year old guy should not be an umpire in the major leagues. I'm sorry. I had a choice of sitting behind, uh, you know, along the first baseline in the hundred section. Or sitting in the hundred section in right field, and I chose right field because I wanted to maybe catch a ball, you know, the home run porch. And the kid in front of me, Neil Walker, was throwing balls up there all night, and the kid in front of me got it. Ah, yeah, he was taller than me. Ah, young kid, you needed me there. It was his twenty-first birthday. His dad took him there, bought him his first beer. And then he got a foul, you know, uh, a ball. If you were a good guy, if you caught it, you should have given it to him. Anyway. I've been going to games for 35 years. I'm not giving this asshole kid my baseball, which I never caught a baseball What if ever. he was this 10-year-old kid? No. What does what that 10-year-old kid ever earn? Huh? This is why this country has participation trophies, because now, people got to be handed things. And now you're seeing the type of person Christian really is. Yes. Mm. I've been, I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35 in and a month. And what are you going to do with the ball? Are you going to stare at it? I'm going to put it in that glass okay, case. I'll go buy a Major League official baseball. I have a Major League official baseball. Okay. They gave us one when we went to the game. In All fact, right, Luis so Severino's name is on the There you go. Thing. Go put it up there then. But I didn't catch it at a game. Go put it up there then. Oh, so if you catch it as a 35-year-old grown-ass man, that's more important to you than, than making a kid's fucking... Is it my kid or somebody else's kid? It doesn't matter. I'm not handing somebody else's kid. If it was your kid, you know what I would do? When that, when I would throw the 20, ball back on the field. When that guy's 20... That ten-year-old kid you give it to, and he's twenty, and someone says, "Why are you such a big Yankee fan?" Instead of saying, "Because of my dad," you know, he's gonna say, "This thirty-five-year-old guy was <laughs> right. nice enough uh-huh. to give me a home run ball, and I never forgot it." Whatever, I don't care. I'm a bad guy because I'm gonna keep a, a ball from a ten-year-old. I don't care. When he goes to as many games as I do over the course of his lifetime, and then he has, then he'll have a right to complain about not getting a baseball. Okay, 
Right. Until then, I'm keeping it. Okay. All right? Is that okay with you? I'm fine with that. So, anyway, the point of the whole story was is that I was sitting out there, and I didn't really realize what the hell was going on at first. And then I saw Boone going onto the field, and he's in this guy's face, and now everybody's going, going crazy. And then I'm watching him, and then I... Just went to a quick second, take a sip of soda, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom's in the kitchen. <laughs> I actually said, I actually texted you and said I was upset that that was the game you were at at that point in time, just because that's how awesome it was to watch it unfold on TV. And how do you not love his response after the game when they said, what were yeah. you doing? And he's like, listen, I didn't get my stretching in, and I just didn't want to cramp <laughs> up at that point. But like... This is my point, okay? I promise everyone listening to this, Aaron Boone does not give a flying F what you say about him. I can't even promise you that he knows anyone complains that he doesn't get ejected out of a, out of t- so many games. He doesn't care about what any of us say. So that was not an act, okay? You saw the intensity and the frustration in Aaron Boone. So don't sit here and tell me he's not an intense, frustrated guy when he needs to be. It was an act. It was not an act. He needed to wake that team up. Oh, absolutely. But that was not an act. You don't, that's not an act. You don't get suspended from a game and get that close to an umpire as an act. I promise you, you saw the frustration. Yeah, he, yeah I'm not saying he... That's not his personality. I'm not though. saying he didn't pick and choose his time to do it, but that's kind of my point. He's the guy that's not, he's even keeled. He's not going to go out there every game and get ejected. But he, guess what? He did it at a perfect time. Mm-hmm. If they lose that game, this, this homestand becomes absolutely atrocious. Right now, it's just, it was just bad. Right? If they lose that game, we're all puking every sentence that comes out of our mouth right now, talking about the last seven games. So it's there. That's just the manager the Yankees hired, so get over it. If you don't like him, fine. I say this all the time. You're just a whiny brat saying that you don't like him because they're winning. They have a good team. They're hurt. You want to tell me Boone sucks after they get you know, eliminated out of a wild card game? Fine. But let's get there, people, please. 25 games left. Let's see what happens. What if he manages the perfect game in the wild card game and they lose? He Boone, makes Boone's every fault. move that everybody, every move that you're supposed to make, and they lose three to one. I something. loved real quick. I loved the response I got on Twitter the other day after uh, he pinch hit Neil Walker and Walker hit the walk off. Someone I tweeted it out and someone responded hashtag Boone's fault. <laughs> <laughs> and they still couldn't even give him give him credit. No, for that. no, of course not. Walker's had some clutch home runs this year. He's been very good late in the game in high leverage spots. Yeah, he's he's good. He's been very good. Good signing. I'd like to see him come back next year. Me too. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Why? I don't even know if he makes the postseason roster. He's making the postseason oh, roster. On, what man. kind of ridiculous on, comment dude. is that? <laughs> Seriously. Come on, Chris. You don't think Neil Walker's making Get the postseason out. roster? How does he make it? What? How's he made the roster? How has he been on this team all year, year? Chris? How many pitchers are they going to take? In the wild card game, probably as probably 13. Okay, so then you have... They're still going to need well, a three-man bench, which is going to be what? Walker, Romine, and... 
uh, probably crazy. Andrew McCutcheon. Call me crazy. I really like Tyler Wade in a postseason roster. Can't hit for shit. No, I don't want him as a hitter. We saw how dangerous uh, a fast guy like him on the bases can be in the postseason. He's not getting a spot over Neil Walker. All right, I'm just fucking. I'm just being an asshole. But I'm <laughs> I'm being serious when I say about Tyler Wade though. No, everybody. I think that yeah, eventually sure. yeah. they're gonna find a spot for Tyler Wade in He's the postseason, postseason if they make it that far. I think he can even make it as on the wild card roster, but I don't think Neil Walker's nah, gonna be. He a casual. wouldn't make it on a on the wild card. But if they get into a divisional series, championship series, you're gonna see them possibly. put No, I think Wade he's got more of a shot of getting on the wild card roster where one run. Can be your entire yeah, season. Yeah, but the only thing with the wild card, you're packing in so many, so many uh, pitchers at that point. You know what? You really don't even need to carry that many stars. You can leave like Sabathia and Tanaka or or Hap off the wild That's card true. roster. That's true. Yeah, maybe he does find a spot too. I didn't think of that. That's a good. But point. you know what? Outside of just the speed, we've seen how phenomenal he is in the field mm-hmm. too. So I think there is actually as shitty of a hitter as he is i think there is room for him on a postseason roster i see if, if we get that far if they are going to go that route though i think they'd go with a diny overweight he's got great numbers against lefties yeah but he's that fast yes no he's not that he's fast, fast dude and he's he's one of the best middle infielders in the game i didn't say he isn't he's he can pick it with anybody but i didn't think he was a burner like tyler wade is i mean wade's probably fast wade's game changing fast and, and that's why that would be his only mm-hmm. like big thing that he would take into that mm. like his fielding is great but at the end of the day the only reason why you have him on your postseason roster is to steal a run to steal, steal a run, run and play defense that's why he'd be there yeah all right three quick things i want to get into before we wrap up the show here number one uh this homestand could have looked a little bit better uh if Dylan Batanza didn't blow the game on thursday mm. night uh, we were screaming about it. We said it on this show that Dallin Batances is not a closer. I know all these nerds like to throw numbers around. I mean, we threw numbers around too to make our argument. They were making, they were throwing numbers around to make their argument about how he did this, that, and the other thing when Miller was out and when Chapman was out. Yeah, but haven't we seen this enough with, with Dallin Batances that we don't like him as a closer where his stuff isn't as dominant for whatever reason it is yeah. that we don't touch him in the eighth inning and what did Boone do he touched him in the eighth inning and he had him close the game and he turned the game the Yankees should have won into a loss and you know what if you want to just shut everyone up and just say this forget about his ninth inning success or failures at this point my biggest reason for not touching him at that point in the eighth inning role was just because of how dominant he was. And we're talking about a guy who has had his struggles uh, that he's really overcome now. I wouldn't want to touch him just for that reason alone. Then adding on what we've seen him do in the ninth inning, just it just didn't make sense to me. But we, again, we we have a manager that has faith in his guys, you know, maybe too much faith. Here and there, but and I knew exactly. And he what, threw him back out there a what couple Boone's nights later. Answer was going to be when they asked him. I said Boone's going to tell you that he loved his stuff and the way he's been throwing the ball. And honestly, and you can't blame him. You can't blame him. But what the fuck is the point of having Larry Rothschild around if he doesn't say to Aaron Boone, hey, 
maybe we shouldn't put him in the ninth <laughs> inning because yeah, but... that was somebody's argument. Well, Boone didn't watch this team last year. Okay, well, probably didn't pay attention to this team through 162 games because it wasn't his job to. But that's why Larry's on the team. That's mm-hmm. why they re uh, they brought him back to be the pitching coach this year mm-hmm. to help Aaron Boone out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And if you mean to tell me you can't get through the ninth inning without uh with Britton and Robertson, I mean, come on now. Yeah. We need Delon Batanz. Delon Batanz is just so good in the eighth inning. Yeah, he's so been, good. He's been lights out. He is the best setup guy in baseball. I don't want to hear an argument against it. I agree. Once he once he got through that patch last year and into the early part of this year, he, he's been lights out. He is the only pitcher in Major League Baseball ever. ever only reliever in the history of Major League Baseball to record five consecutive 100K seasons. That just shows you how goddamn good he is. Didn't Tanaka become the second pitcher in Yankees history to have um, what double-digit wins in his over first, in his first uh, uh, five, seasons? five seasons, I yeah, think? him and Pettit. Him and Pettit. That's pretty crazy, too. Speaking of Tanaka, uh, actually, let's stick with the relievers right now. Uh you said you had three points. You got to one so far. Yeah. Okay. So here's the role this Chapman. We brought him up briefly. Um, the anticipation or the expect the expectation really is, for, this is from Brian Cashman a few days ago, is that he will be back, but they can't say for certain that he will be. That's a big deal if he's not back, especially in time for the postseason. Yeah, that's scary. It's scary to think about. Unless Britain's going to, over these next 25 games, however many appearances he makes, if he's going to be lights out, then we're having a different discussion. But even if he is lights out, even if he turns it on over the next 25 games. You still want games, Chapman in the postseason. You still want Chapman there to close the games out because now you, you're looking at a five-inning start for your pitcher before you can go to that bullpen. Yeah. Now you need to ask for more outs from your starter. Or you now you're thinking about bringing in Jonathan Holder. I mean, I know the guy's been great this year, but... You trust Jonathan Holder in the postseason great game anymore? To be honest, he's been good. He's been very good. He, he had mo- he had a stretch where he was absolutely phenomenal, and he's still been very good this year. He's he had good. his he's had a, he had his little hiccup, and since then he's still he's yeah been better more towards the guy he was in the early part of the season. You trust, but do you trust him in a postseason no. game? No. And Chad Green it was the key to the whole postseason last year because if he didn't come in and shut that shit down in the first inning, the Yankees don't get past the wild card game. You have faith in him, even though he's not been bad this year. Do you have faith in him to come in and do the same type of thing this year? No. So you need Chapman. I think that changes the whole dynamic of the Yankees for the postseason if they don't have Chapman. And maybe that's something that Cashman's saying to to Boone. Hey, look. Keep throwing Batances out there in the ninth because we might not get Chapman back. And we need a guy with that kind of dominant stuff come the postseason closing out games if uh, Chapman's not going to be here. But for the first time ever, I agree with this statement. And I think Cohn made it or O'Neill or someone... I think the Yankees have to, right now, the way they're banged up and bullpen, line up everything, stop with the 7th, 8th, ninth inning, 6th inning. I've always hated saying this, but right now, I think if they're ever going to do it, it's right now. I don't care what inning it is. If you're up and it's a high leverage spot, bases loaded, second, go to your best guy. 
Just go to him. Stop bringing in Canely or Cole in the in these spots. Just go right to Batances. I don't care if it's the fifth inning. Just do it. Get the outs when you need to get the outs right now. Because we've seen it too many times with this banged up team that they're winning in games and and these relievers just don't get out of these high leverage spots and then the game's over. Not even that they're leading. Sometimes they'll be down by a run or two and they keep the game's out of reach at that point. They just gotta they gotta start taking every game for what it is in that moment. Alright. Uh point number two. Chapman was part of point number one there. Point number two is Greg Bird almost was the hero today. I really almost, thought he was. I almost was, screaming. was the hero today. I was screaming and then to avoid cursing in front of my kids, I had to walk away. I mean, you don't hit you you literally can't hit the ball any deeper than he did I without loved it going. That move going to Greg Bird there. I thought it was here you go. This is it. Show us what you're made of. And given the outcome, I don't think that was the death of Greg Bird by any means, even but though it was a long out. How does he how does he get his job back though? He's got to take advantage of those situations. And I think that he has been having better at-bats when he has played. But that's a moment where, you know, I wasn't even asking for a grand slam. But just put something, put put the ball in play, get a base hit. If that ball went over the wall, Greg Bird potentially is seeing a lot more playing time over the last 25 games. Now he's, you know, he's stuck in this role where they're going to call on him when they need him. How far buried is he, though, that they're not even going to him in, as a defensive replacement in these it's games? It's bothering me that he talks in the post game, and I like his answers. You know, I, I'm here to win, so whatever needs to happen to win, I'm going to be ready when they pinch hit for me, everything. But what bothers me is I don't think it's genuine, and here's why. Every single game, every Yankee is on the top step. Every game I've watched since he's been benched, Greg Bird's sitting in the dugout alone. I don't like that. You think he's got cooties and nobody wants him? Oh, I, I just think he's. I think he's very down. I think circle, he's, circle, dot, dot. Where <laughs> Greg Bird cootie shot? I think he's. Uh, I think he's a little bitter right now. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, uh, yeah, but you don't show it like that to your team. You, if you genuinely only cared about winning, you're not sitting your ass on that bench. You're up with your team. I, I'm telling you, watch, pay, pay attention for the guy. He though. was the first one uh, when Voight hit a homer the other night. He was the first one Luke waiting for Voight when was he came he? back in the dugout. Right. I, I liked seeing that, but I, I, I have noticed though he is on the bench a lot, just sitting there. Yeah. Well, it's maybe, tough, maybe he lost his just, job. Yeah, maybe I'm just looking into this it a could little be, too much. You know, but. And you know what? This could be the first sign of failure Greg Bird's ever, you know, really experienced in his professional career. Even in high school, he was, you know, top recruited guy, you know, high pick. I mean, I think he was picked in the fifth round, but still, it's pretty high for baseball. Yeah, even yeah. and even through his injuries, when he has been healthy for a long amount of time, yeah, he may struggle at first, but he's always kind of hit that stretch where, you know, you walked away from it saying, yeah, he only played 20 games or so, but Greg Bird has a great swing. And but This is the first time where he's really right. been healthy over this long uh, of, a, of a time frame, and he's just seen as nothing but a failure at yeah, this point. His struggles throughout this point of his career have been physical. Right. This is his first. The, yeah, you know. because this is the first 
uh, stage now. His test on his ability. This is the first time he's been put on this platform where you're not just saying, well, you know, he was hurt and bought. No, you've been here long enough now that mm-hmm. we're going to evaluate you for what you are and what you've been producing. So Cahill's a righty. Is he, is he in yeah. the lineup? Is Bird in the lineup tomorrow? Are they just going to continue to ride Luke Voigt? I yeah. think Bird will play tomorrow. Voigt hit a home run today? Yeah. Play Luke Voigt, man. You got to. You got to. I'm not saying you don't, but I, I mean, mean, at what point I mean, does you Greg could, Bird get some playing time here? You could go to Bird only because it's a it's a bigger ballpark. Bird, Bird seems to be the guy who can, you know, place a few in the gaps where Luke Voigt's biggest success is has come from the long ball. Um, so maybe you see Luke Greg Voigt. Bird. Luke Voigt. Maybe you see Greg Bird tomorrow, but I wouldn't be surprised seeing Voigt again, man. I, I just, I think that's what it is. Until Voigt needs that day off at this point, it's Luke Voigt. Last point. Mm-hmm. Tanaka was great yes, uh, yesterday. We're recording Sunday night, so talking about Saturday's game. He was and by great. the way, why you just brought that up, this will be being released like noon tomorrow. Figure everyone's off, relaxing by the pool, getting their final day in. It's gonna be a nice, relaxing noon pod before the uh, before the game tomorrow. So Tanaka was great yesterday. He was brilliant yesterday. Uh, CC pitched. Uh, what was what is CC doing in his last start? He had a good start, right? CC had a quality six outing. Innings, I think he went six two. innings, three runs. He, pitching? Um, he was pitching against Chicago, right? I tweeted this, and I'll and I'll say it real quick. Tanaka was brilliant yesterday, and not just in a dominant type of brilliant. Tanaka, Tanaka's biggest downfall for me is that they brought him here to be an ace, and it seems like he's either dominant or he goes out, hits adversity, and the game just explodes. Yesterday, he wasn't necessarily just dominant. He got into a lot of situations that he could have easily given that game up. And he focused, he made smart pitches, great pitches, and got out of it every single time. And if he was just a little bit off, they don't win that game. I thought that was potentially, even giving up that run, in the first, that was potentially the biggest and best game Masahiro Tanaka's pitch for the Yankees in the regular season. Yeah, CC took the loss in one of those games in Chicago, but he pitched well. He gave up three runs over six, six innings. innings. He yeah. had a quality start. The ERA is sitting at three three six right now. So could you could you ask for anything more? So to the CC reason Sabathia? to bring this up, I mean, Hap had his first bad start as a Yankee. Uh, Sevy was better. Again on Friday night, but he still gave up three over six. Man, Sevy over those first three innings, he he was dominant. Sevy again, he wasn't just good. Like oh, he looks like he's come. No, he came out and he was dominant for no, those first three was, innings. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was dominant. I thought we had him back. I thought that was it, and then he faltered a little. So again, it's plain as day. Unless the Red Sox just start throwing the bad news bears out there for the last twenty five games, they're winning the division. Is Severino still your guy in the wild card game? I we say it every week now. I mean, you just you just don't know. And and the fact that Boone came out a week or so ago and said 
no, Severino's not a lock, shows me that over this final month, you're going to pitch for that spot. Every time somebody comes up and throws a big game for the Yankees, somebody comes out and says, that's my wild card starter. And that's why I brought it up because it was coming out after the game yesterday. And people said, that's why Tanaka should start the wild card game. Are you getting out Tanaka in the wild card game? You hope so. Look, there's three guys. There's three guys. Outside of these three guys, I don't care what the other guys do on this team. I don't care if they all go out and have zero ERAs in September. They're not being considered for the wild card. There's three guys you're going to consider. It's Severino, Tanaka, and J-Hap. Not so, CC. No, absolutely not. For more than one reason. For more than one reason. But you're not going to CC. You're not going to a guy who whose biggest weakness has been tiring early in games. And I know he doesn't get hit hard, but in that one game spot, I just, I, I just don't like him as that starter in that one game. I like him as in a series, but those three guys are my guys that are, that are fighting for that wild card game over September. And I got to like, keep saying this and to, um, Severino has been better recently where he's showing you he's coming around a little bit here. He's got to be downright awful for me to take the ball out of his hands in that game i cannot lose that game with my ace on the bench no you can't that's just my mentality i agree with you 100 percent. if you're gonna lose i don't care look when you go into a season you say he's my ace he's my opening day starter that's it sevi has earned that role you don't lose you if you're gonna lose that game you lose it with your best hand plain and simple I don't care if he hasn't been the same guy over the last, you know, couple months. That's the guy you're going to lose with. Over his last three or four starts, what we've seen of him, I can't, I, st- I just can't take the ball out of his hands. No, for the off chance that now is the time when he's going to finally be my ace again. I agree. You got this quizzical look on your face, right? Me? I was just looking up Tanaka's stats. Yeah, what are they? Well, I. <laughs> What's the one thing with Tanaka like when you when you know he's doing bad? What what really causes those bad games? The splitter's not sp- diving. He gives up Give home run, big home run. big home runs. Yeah. Last year he gave up 35 home runs on the year in 178 innings and 134 this year he's allowed 23. So he's 12, 12 homers less. And a lot of those a few starts left. And but. a lot of those came earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Um, the first two months it was a lot. And this year, the difference with this year compared to last year with those home runs, a lot of them this year have been solo shots that haven't been too uh, too impactful uh Towards the game. He's only allowed seven home runs since July 1st. There you go. That's pretty good for him. You know what? If Boone's going to give him the ball in that wild card game, I'm not going to scream about it. But again, I can't I can't lose that game if Severino's on the bench. I just can't do it. I think it comes down to this final month. And we'll see. All right. So look ahead real quick. As we've been talking about here, the Yankees are embarking on a nine-game road trip now. Three in Oakland. Three in Seattle. Three in Minnesota. Uh, it's going to be a tough stretch for them. They need to at least split these first six games. I don't care how they do it. They just need to do it. I don't care if they go 1-2 and two in Oakland and then 2-1 and one in Seattle. They need to come out of that 3-3 three and because three it will minimize the damage and keep the athletics at bay. At mm. least they get to face the Twins right after. 
Yeah, that's always a that's party always for them. so much fun playing them. So the Yanks are off Thursday. I think we can come back and talk about the Twin Series on yeah. Thursday. We can. Uh, people have been like, why is there no midweek pod? <laughs> yeah, we'll come back for it's that. It's so stupid. They have an off day, but then they're staying on the West Coast. They're off in between the two West Coast series. Yeah, but then they have no off day when they fly yeah, to Seattle. I, I mean, fly, fly from mm-hmm. Seattle to Minnesota. Minnesota. Marshall Erickson's going to be at the uh, Great schedule. The Twin Series. All right, so <clears throat> as always, we got to do our number trivia. Down Batances. That's, the, that's your final answer? Yeah. There's got to be somebody else. Uh, Actually... Dellen's been wearing that for a while. There are two players in the history of New York Yankees toward number 68. It's Dellen and this person? And this person. You should know his name. You've heard of it before. I have no idea. The owner Navarro. Wow. The honor, I think it is. No, it's the owner. You never heard Susan Waldman give you the explanation on how to say his name? However. (laughs) She was like... Everybody doesn't know how to say his name, but it's the owner. Like, George Steinbrenner is the owner of the Yankees. Oh, That's how I always remembered that. Because <laughs> I heard her say that one time. The owner, Navarro. Didn't he end up on the Rays? I think it was with Toronto. He might have even been in Washington. Miami. Tampa. Was, yeah, it was around. Pittsburgh he was with for a while. He was around little, for a while. So. Got a bunch of former Pirates. That's uh, The roles Arr. reversed this year. It's usually us dishing off guys to the Pirates. Chris Stewart, Cervelli, Burnett. Now we got McCutcheon, Walker, and uh, Hechevaria. Yeah. Adine. Kay was like, listen, I know how to say his name, okay? I'm Michael Kay. Kay Rosenberg, LaGreca, and you. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you feeling? You all right? I'm done. I'm ready. Ready to go? Prediction? Series in Oakland. Uh, you want my real prediction? No, I want your fake one. Or you want what I think they need to do? Just tell me what you think will happen. Man, I think they take two out of three. I think that's fair. Uh, so pitching matchups today. Well, today for you listening, Sabathia against Cahill. I don't know what the hell Ryan's gonna do. Ryan, you should bet. You should bet. Yeah, on Oakland. And root for the Yankees. They're bo- they both have ERAs in the threes. Yeah, they do. It's wild. CC three three six and Cahill three six zero. Then uh, Tuesday, it's it's the Hapster versus uh, the. Every team has this guy. I don't know how he bounces around so much. TBD. TBD. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the wrap up series Sebi against uh, John Carlos Stan's best friend. Fires. Fires. So there's two. I said, "Oh Lord Jesus!" I don't know who. Uh, so you got a couple good pitching matchups in that game. Although hopefully, you know, the uh, finale doesn't end in a murder. <laughs> Only good thing about them losing today is that CC's on the bump for the next one. He yeah. usually bounces them. Back. He's only had one loss, and that was recently. All right, so here we're in September already. You know, enjoy your Labor Day. Hopefully, Labor uh, Day. Yeah, Labor Day. Hopefully, the Labor Yankees Day. can win and, and can cap win. off a nice extended. Uh, Break from work for everyone. Going back to school. Hopefully, kids enjoy it with a with a Yankee dub. With a, a Yankee W. W. All right. So, uh, stat guy Rye. Go Yanks. No Cahill stats today. We'll get them no, tomorrow. Man. All right. So, thank you'll you. You'll see list- what I've been talking about tomorrow. 
I, I hope you're completely wrong on that, but anyway. It's the Cahill show. Just kidding. Right. Go Yanks. Fuck Trevor Cahill. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, on that note, Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Hey!